Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 186, Rangers Talk, Power Month, Week 1, plus Mighty Morphin, Issue 10 interview with Ryan Parrott. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Summon Ranger up with your hosts, I'm Eric, also known as b 47 And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., Ethan S., AJW, Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Tyler B., Tyler W., Jason O., Liz M., Craig M., Mason M., Kevin R., Hassan A., Bo H., Steve R., Leland D., Josh P., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash rangercommandph for all of the links for listening for our show, as well as our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. Hey, Zach, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Eric. We had a nice storm roll through here earlier, and I was a little bit worried that we were going to lose power, but it's fine now. Yeah, we also had a thunderstorm, and it actually, uh, I guess, knocked out the power at my job, which led to our VPN access being uh, out for a few hours. So. Fun times, fun times, but pretty good uh, start to the month so far. I want to give a huge shout out to longtime listener of the show and good friend Steve M. He's one of our Patreon supporters, and I was lucky enough to be invited to his wedding over the weekend, and it was awesome. Sat at a table with a few of our friends in, in Ranger Nation that he knew And we all brought our own very special helmet and we had some great laughs, some great pictures. So that was a lot of fun. And Steve has just been, like I said, a long time supporter of the show and wanted to wish him congratulations to uh, him and his wife, Jessica. Hope you guys have a very long and healthy marriage and we wish you the best. So thanks, Steve. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Congrats, Steve, and and congrats, Jessica. And yeah, I saw the pictures you were posting over the weekend, and and I saw the picture with the all the helmets on the table. And I was just like, that's the kind of awesomely geeky wedding that I hope to have yeah. someday. Like that looked amazing. Yeah, and from what I was told, like uh, a lot of his family thought it was really cool that we did that, and it was funny. We were taking a group shot with all the helmets, and his mom came running up with her camera, and she wanted to take. <laughs> some additional pictures. <laughs> That's awesome. So it, it was, it was really awesome. And him and, and the groomsmen all had like Power Ranger pins on their lapel. It was pretty classy. So huge shout out to Steve. What a way to kick off Power Month, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is Power Month. August is Power Month, uh, the celebrating the 28th anniversary of Power Rangers. And we're going to talk a little bit about what was revealed during week one. We're actually releasing this episode on a Wednesday because I got to talk with Ryan Parrott for the new Mighty Morphin issue 10, 
which is out by the time that you hear this. The interview is now past the embargo for the interviews. Uh, so we go in depth into this pretty big issue. So listen for that at the end of this section of the podcast. Really great to talk with Ryan again. Also, so soon after I talked with him about catching up with him on everything with the comics. So Mighty Morphin 10, it's a huge milestone issue. Definitely listen to that interview after you read the issue, for sure. That sounds awesome, man. Really good stuff. Ryan is always welcome on the podcast. It's great to talk with him and really fun interview. And I hope everyone gets a chance to listen to that. So the first week of Power Month was huge in terms of, uh, at least for me, spending of the pre-order money. Uh, (laughs) But um, no, so about a week before this past week, both Power Rangers and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles social accounts posted some like fun comic book type images, not necessarily art from the comic book. So people were thinking, are they announcing the next series of the comic, the next mini series, what's happening? But as most people predicted, we finally have all of the action figure sets that were completely revealed. It's been speculated for months. There's listings that were found. So finally got the Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collaboration figures and it was literally every day last week was a new reveal of the pack and then friday they had their big fan first friday that actually they talked with ryan parrot it was uh irvin from franchise marketing uh loretta from product design ryan parrot was there as well and then uh junist who was from viacom cbs and He's actually helped design a number of Ninja Turtles toys over the years. So they had this panel for Fan First Friday that was talking about all these releases, kind of the behind the scenes. There was like toy concept artwork, which was very cool to see, and some other things that we'll talk about in a bit. But let's just do a breakdown of these figures. So what was the first one, Zach? So the first reveal that they did was the morphed Donatello and morphed Leonardo 2-pack. And I just remember seeing this pop up on Twitter and losing my mind because these look amazing. They look incredible. They are just fantastic. The sculpting is great. The attention to detail is amazing. I sent this link to my, my friends who are not in the Ranger fandom but who are in the Turtles fandom and they were just like, what is this mashup? This is amazing. And I was like, right? This is so good. I love the fact that, you know, they have the swappable civilian turtle heads. Yep. And just the the multiple accessories and, and the cool effects pieces and everything. Yeah, I saw this and was like, oh man, this is something I definitely want to get my hands on because these are so cool. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. And this first pack, the Donatello Black Ranger, Leonardo Blue Ranger was awesome. I think this is my favorite pack just because it has two of my favorite turtles in it, especially Donatello. Donatello. Like he's my ride or die turtle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like that there's kind of that lore with uh, kind of black and purple are interchangeable in the world of uh, Power Rangers. You know, whenever there's a black ranger morph, there's kind of like a purplish energy 
around them. So yeah, I totally love this pack. It comes with Donnie's staff is merged with the Black Ranger power axe. And as revealed on the stream, not only does he come with like the staff version of the power axe, but he also comes with just the normal power axe as well. So that's pretty cool. And Leo's katanas are merged with the Blue Ranger's power lance. And so you can have kind of like these lance swords, but they also combine to form another staff. So really cool. I love how they combine the turtles and rangers weapons in really smart ways. And that's why I loved that comic so much was these designs were fantastic. And to finally see them come alive in 3d is really cool. And just all the attention to detail with the turtles and the rangers combining their powers. You have the gold shield elements that are all over the turtles, mm -hmm. um, their boots, are like the normal two-toned ninja boots. So it's a awesome mashup of two different franchises. Yeah. And again, you just have that awesome Tom Whalen art on the box that I love his style. I love everything he's done for the lightning collection. And yeah, like these are so iconic and mm -hmm. I would love to get these. And I'd, I'd even just keep them on display in the box, to be honest, because that's how good they look. Yeah, absolutely. So the price on this set and the other two packs is around uh, $52.99, pretty standard across the board. These are all completely sold out on Hasbro Pulse, but we have links to Big Bad Toy Store, which is the store I went to to pre-order all these, but they're also on Entertainment Earth, as well as GameStop. But for some reason, this blue and black pack is not on GameStop, but the others are. So don't know what the deal with that is, but th I know there's also some other smaller specialty stores that have these up for pre-order, but they went quickly on Hasbro Pulse. So if you have any interest in these figures, I would say get your pre-order in as soon as possible, because not only are you dealing with all the Power Rangers fans who want this, but you're also dealing with the Ninja Turtles fan base, which go crazy for anything turtles and we saw those quick sellouts on pulse so if you're on the fence you better make a decision quick because these are definitely going to go fast yeah for sure next up that was announced on tuesday is the lightning collection morphed april o'neill and morphed michelangelo so this two pack again, $52.99 it's coming out in the spring essentially the pink and yellow pack we've got April with a head sculpt that is inspired from the comics. Uh, she also comes with like the reporter mic and the camera as well, which is a nice detail. And what's most interesting to note about this pink Ranger figure is that it is the skirtless variant of the pink Ranger because in the comic, when she morphed, there was no skirt for the pink ranger so pretty cool on on that end and then we've got michelangelo mikey the most fun loving turtle of the whole group as the yellow ranger and he has these amazing nunchuck daggers which is just completely awesome and he's got probably the most hilarious uh, face sculpt on this <laughs> 
Yeah, um, love that they included April's camera and microphone accessories. I think that's absolutely hysterical and kind of just amazingly perfect. Mikey's saber-tooth dagger nunchuck combo weapon is awesome. There's no two ways about it. Like, mm-hmm. that is that is a very cool accessory to have. And yeah, his face sculpt, he just is smiling. He's having a good time. He's loving it. Yeah, absolutely. This also comes uh, with a unique blast piece, which we saw on the stream for the Fan First Friday, where it's got this really cool purple like slashing effect that slots right over one of the daggers. So uh, yeah. really cool to see that. Um, as well, the power bow is also like a metallic type of color to it. So you're also getting variation of the power bow as well. Yeah, I really love that new effect piece that you mentioned, the, the swoosh effect. Really, mm-hmm. even in the still photo, gives it the look of movement. Like, it really looks like it's in motion, and I love that. Yeah, really cool to see that. Just another great pack. Again, we have links in our show notes and on our site. You can see all of the press photos that we got And this is also available at GameStop, Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, like we said before. And again, all of these are sold out on Hasbro Pulse. So don't even think about going there for these. (laughs) So the next two-pack that was revealed is the Red Ranger Morphed Raphael with Foot Soldier Tommy Oliver. This is another just fantastic two-pack. The effects pieces that it comes with are super rad. There's a, like, lightning effect, and I almost want to call it a Hadouken-like effect piece. It looks like a blue fireball or energy ball. Yeah. That just looks really cool. The face sculpt for Tommy comes with a purple headband to go with his Foot Soldier uh, outfit, which is really fun. And the combination of the power sword mixed with Raphael's sigh is a neat design on the weapon. And Mm -hmm. I love that the foot soldier Tommy has the like blank foot soldier head. Right. And I I saw somebody joke online. They're like, man, it'd be great to have an army builder of these if I was a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Having to buy a, having to buy multiple two packs at, at, you know, $52.99 a piece just for the foot soldier figure would be a little rough. But I mean, everything about this two pack is just, again, perfect for this mashup and, you know, the effects piece for the slash of the power sigh is what I'm just going to start calling it. Uh, Again, Really makes it cool, makes it look like the weapon's in motion. I love the translucent kind of orangish color to it. And yeah, these figures just, I mean, all around, this is a fantastic job. Yeah, one of the cool things that they noted on the live stream that one of the hands that is included with Raphael, it's like that side claw grip to have his fingers in between yeah. uh, the points of the side. Uh, So very in keeping with everything Ninja Turtles. What was also noted on the stream was that the mask for Tommy is actually molded to fit in with his face. So you can have Tommy and there's also like a little bandana piece. So how you can display the foot soldier is either with the full mask as uh, one of the foot You can have Tommy's face just with nothing, and it has like a scarf accessory that you put on before you put on his head, or you can have kind of like a mask up version. 
yeah. uh, where you can uh, partially see half of his face, but you know, it looks like he's prepping to go out because of COVID. <laughs> so yeah, this is a great set. Tommy also comes with a foot soldier katana. So just a standard katana, which is in my eyes, even a cool accessory just to have in scale with the lightning collection. Yeah, it just looks so well sculpted and painted. And again, it just is cool to have that sort of generic sword piece that, you know, Mm -hmm. really can go with kind of anything in the lightning collection. Yeah. And one of the things that is cool about this pack is that Hasbro keeps liking to say that they want to have stories in connection with their figures. And they, I mean, Tommy and Raph go at it in the comic. They have a big fight and this replicates like that Hadouken effect that you talked about kind of replicates the uppercut that Tommy gives Raph in the comic during their fight. So you can replicate the moments from the comics. uh, But I also like that there's a picture of them like fighting together as well. So really cool. Uh, You got to have a Tommy in there, but I like how it's not just Tommy. It's also a foot soldier. So it's really cool. And then next up, certainly not least in this collection is the morphed shredder this is a single release it's not a two-pack uh you can get this for 31.49 at most places and like we said gamestop entertainment earth big bad toy store some of them list them as 29.99 i think probably 32.99 is your best bet on this but yeah this is the green ranger shredder from the comic he's able to steal tommy's powers and infuse himself with the power of the dragon Zord and probably one of the coolest mashup designs I've seen in a while. This design just absolutely leaps out at you. Um, mm-hmm. Everything from the, you know, sharp angles of the helmet and the blades and the dragon shield and the first time in line cloth cape. Yes. Looks fantastic with the sort of tattered edge. And I think there's like a stylized hole in the back or uh, yeah, there it is. I'm looking at this right picture. There's so it looks like it's been through some battles and yeah, just everything about this figure. Like if you're going to get only one figure out of this set, I would get Mm -hmm. this one because of just how iconic this mashup design really is. To me, it's almost like if you pop this guy's helmet off, it looks like the dragon shield and the cape can come off pretty easily. Like the cape is under the the dragon shield. So, you know, there's multiple ways to pose this guy. And I love the effects pieces. Kind of reminds me of Wolverine, like Wolverine from the X-Men cartoon when he does that bladed slash. Mm, Yeah. Uh, So you can kind of replicate that with uh, this figure. Very cool design. And like you mentioned, it's the first cloth cape for Power Rangers in the Lightning Collection, which to me screams, okay, next up, Mystic Force. Right? right? Can like, Mystic Force be too far behind? I know that a lot of people kind of had the same thought when we all saw this cloth cape. And yeah. I think it would be an absolute missed opportunity if they don't do it. Just yeah. given how how just stunning, I, really, everything about this figure is amazing. And if they could adapt the cloth cape to the Mystic Force designs, that would just right. be wonderful. 
And I would love to see a Solaris Knight figure uh, in in this type of gold that they're using for the Shredder. Because the gold on this looks incredible. Yeah, absolutely. This isn't like a cruddy butterscotch gold. This isn't like a weird yellowish gold. Like this is gold gold. And it just looks amazing. It looks really nice in the press shots. And Loretta even said on stream that some of the colors... Uh, may change a bit. I know people were noticing that this figure didn't have like the white diamonds, but again, you know, what I have to remind people is that what we saw, even in the concept images that boom had released when this comic series was coming out, even some of the concept designs to what you saw on the page changed a little bit. And even sometimes page to page, the designs were slightly redone and you know, that's just kind of the nature of comics is that sometimes it's not going to match up perfectly every frame for frame. So I'm glad that they said that on the stream, which was like, Hey, we had to come to a decision on some of these figures to balance what was seen in the comic versus what is possible that we need to finalize for the toy. So colors may change slightly. I don't know if that means, you know, they'll have two of the white diamonds under the shredder or or what. I'm not really concerned about that because as far as I'm concerned, I think this looks like a pretty good figure right out the box. I think that um, my only, and it's a very minor nagging complaint is is there's no gold morpher, right? Not that I really honestly didn't even notice that. Whatever, it's fine. I wish <laughs> the green was a slightly brighter shade of green. Uh huh. The shade uh-huh. of green that they went with is almost an olive green, which right. I get because they, they kind of want that to more match with Shredder's aesthetic. Personal preference, I wish it was a slightly brighter green, but that's just me. Do not let that detract. But I know people have noted that the, you know, when you have the uh, Green Ranger the gold morpher should be there as well. So hopefully that's one of the things that they catch for this and we'll see when it finally comes out. They have a number of months to (laughs) change stuff. And we also have a wrap up post for week one on our site. So we've got a link to the live stream as well as the links to all of the figure packs that we just talked about and other things to note from the panel. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, the Super Edition, comes out Tuesday, August 10th. So by the time you hear this, the physical edition for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One for Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is out. So it has all the content from the original Collector's Edition, all three season passes, the all-new Street Fighter pack. It has all of that. So you can check out more details at battleforthegrid.com. And then one of the other things that was revealed at the panel was the first Power Month poster, which has artwork from fantasy artist uh, Kikai Kotaki. And it is all of the Ninja Turtle Rangers and the Shredder Green Ranger in this amazing painterly style. Everything's exploding. It's got great colors. You can find a high-res version of that on our site. 
this artwork is killer. Where can I buy this poster? I want this poster printed and framed. That's how good this art is. And yeah, like you said, just the way there's an explosion happening around them as they're taking on Shredder and, you know, they've got their Mm -hmm. weapons out and ready to do battle. And it just looks so epic. And I would very much like to have that hanging in my room, please. (laughs) Yeah. So we have the high res version on our site. So I guess every week of power month, we might be getting a new poster based on the theme and and the reveals for that week. So I'm excited for the possibilities of what those could be. Now, before we get into the next thing, uh, I want to ask, I I know this episode will release and we'll kind of be halfway through week two, uh, but any, any week two predictions, Zach, do you think uh, we're going to see the hundredth lightning collection figure this week? Uh, I sure would like to. I think it'd be something fun to do of like, hey, big reveal. Here's the hundredth lightning collection figure. Um, And then, you know, have a poster matched to theme with it. That would be really neat. Um, I don't really know what they have planned, but whatever it is, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because Shredder was uh, 99. And uh, shout out to Josh over at uh, Lightning Fig PR on, on Twitter for... Uh, keeping track of all of that. So yeah, I know a lot of people were speculating maybe the hundredth will coincide with the first release, which was the white Ranger Tommy. So I don't know if it's going to be Tommy Ninjetti mode, or maybe uh, the metallic armor version of the white Ranger. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know yet as we record this, but hopefully we'll find out what that might be. I know some people were speculating that this week might be, uh, in space themed because we've got the Andros figure that is still out there uh, in target systems. And then there's also the Ecliptor and Astronomer two pack, which was leaked before. And we don't know when that will be released. So I can see them doing an in space week, but since, you know, we're, we're one reveal away from the hundredth figure. I hope you're right, Zach. I hope it is that 100th figure. That's the, theme of this week is yeah. is number 100 and or maybe a special edition shadow ranger who knows? right yeah know. why not he's the hundredth ranger let's do it yeah yeah why not and then longtime fan and used to be contributor to the power rangers brand jason bischoff dropped another bomb uh for his power down series and that was a few days ago so this is project nomad which is a power rangers game that never was. It was supposed to be a 2016 AAA Power Rangers game. So he said, as a video game expat, then at Saban, I hope for biz dev, so I guess that's business development, uh, an ambitious open world co-op game that captured the energy, teamwork, and history of the franchise through a fresh lens. Basically, Arkham Rangers or Gotham Knights five years before Gotham Knights announcement. Sadly, with so much circulating through the studio at the time, there was no bandwidth or budget to support. What I did have, however, was invaluable blessing to independently explore. Uh, Calling on old friends, we built the pitch we wanted to see. Uh, While these looks were never meant to be final, I think it's safe to say we're on to something compelling. Shoutouts to Lineage, Carlos Detoli, Gerald Singh and many others who contributed. Of course, Carlos Detoli did a number of the uh the painted Ranger posters that were released through several San Diego Comic-Cons 
in years past. I actually have all of those posters. I got to get those framed and, and hung up. But essentially what killed it, there was early talks with devs and publishers, but I guess time and there's big shifts in their uh, business. So if you're thinking about the 2016, that kind of time, you know, they're probably gearing up for the movie and and all that stuff. So focus probably shifted, but yeah, there's some amazing concepts. And there's also this one, one of his last tweets was Eltar under occupation being freed by a myriad of Rangers from across the cosmos. And Carlos de Tolle actually posted on his Behance gallery, some even more images. Zach, what are, what are you thinking about this one? This looks so slick. This is, in my opinion, what the 2017 movie suits should have looked like. Mm -hmm. It's familiar, but it's also more advanced. It's bulky in the right ways. It's got the armor plating that looks really cool. Um, if this was a video game that had come out, I absolutely would have had a pre-order down day one like purchase. Like Everything about yeah. this project strikes the right chords with me. You look at the suits for the alien Rangers and oh, I know. they look yeah. so good. And the scene of, of Eltar under occupation where uh, Jason is commanding the Tyrannosaurus Zord and you've got uh, Zane on his galaxy glider. Mm -hmm. These are such cool designs. The Ninjor designs. I, I want a toy of that. Like that Ninjor design looks so bad. Alpha four, yeah, which kind of hints at, you know, some of the stuff that they did for the 2017 movie. Yeah. There's a number of concepts with Ninjor that definitely make him look less bumbling like he did in the show. The design for Goldar looks horrifying, especially his powered up form with yeah. the like massive golden chest plate and helmet. I really love in the other design picture, his almost like Egyptian Pharaoh kind of look. Right. Which kind of puts him in line with almost like King Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very inspired design for sure. And the idea of what looks to be upgradable weapons, mm -hmm. the dragon dagger, everything about these designs screams to me in in a way i can't really describe the gold zeo ranger come on look at that design that is sick looking it's really awesome it's really cool it's a game i wish that could have come out because this looks like it would have been amazing yeah lots of cool things that happened with week one of the power month again by the time this episode releases we'll be halfway through week two hopefully more amazing announcements coming soon maybe more surprises and we'll see what happens i'm hoping power month continues on the train of really cool announcements and, and reveals we'll be here to talk about them on ranger command Right after this, we will have a Ranger Command interview with Ryan Parrott talking all about Mighty Morphin issue 10. This is a milestone issue in the comic series with the origins of Lord Zed. It is a fantastic story. I hope everyone gets to read it. And a lot of things that have been going on in the series up to this point have been informed of what happens in this issue. But even knowing all of that, I was still shocked. And this issue also features the return of Dan Mora. So we get some more amazing Dan Mora artwork in addition to this. And 
I do a deep dive with Ryan all about this particular issue. So I hope everyone enjoys that and we'll see everyone next time. So once again, we are welcoming back Ryan Parrott to the podcast, best known in Ranger Nation as the writer for Boom Studios, GoGo Power Rangers, My Morphin Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin TMNT miniseries, and the currently running Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers ongoing series. I don't think he needs any more introduction than that. He's been on the show for a lot of time. So welcome back uh, to Ranger Command, Ryan. Pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we're here to talk about uh, the big milestone issue for uh, Mighty Morphin issue 10, but you, you've you had a huge week this week. <laughs> <laughs> been, been busy. Busier yeah. than normal. Yeah. yeah. So I got to say, like this, this first week of uh, Power Month, it's week one. All the Power Rangers Ninja Turtle toys came to light. You were on the Fan First Friday for that. Yeah. I want to ask, how many of those are you pre-ordering? <laughs> like, are, are you getting sent some? What's what's happening there? <laughs> I, I did say at the end of that stream, I like as we broke off, everybody was like sort of saying their goodbyes. And I think I did beg them if there was any chance they'd be willing to send me around. I'd really appreciate it. I got like a, a and they said they would. So they are sending me the set, which I'm very excited for. My nice. wife was like, wait, where are we putting those? And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure out where that goes. But uh, yeah, they are sending me. I was very, very I was very very happy but yeah man it's it was a uh, it was crazy because we did the recording um actually last week so uh, mm-hmm. i didn't see them until we actually did the actual recording they never showed me a design or oh, anything wow. so as she as loretta is bringing them all up i was just like holy moly like i was kind of losing my mind and uh but yeah i i think they did just a phenomenal job honestly i think they look so cool and um i love that they used like their story points in the from the yeah. book yeah like like Tommy, like I didn't expect to like um, Tommy the foot soldier so much, but I love that they got, they got like the three different heads with like the cover for like the elite mm-hmm. ninjas. And then you have the hood. And if you don't want him to be Tommy, you just put the help, the hood on and then you have a foot soldier. Like I just, I love yeah. that. I thought that was such a smart way to do that character. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's very cool. And it was just, uh, it was really fun to see your reactions on stream, like how excited you were about this. Cause, cause it's amazing. Like every, everything that, you know, you and, and Simone did to bring those, uh, characters to life and to see it fully realized in 3d has to be just a amazing feeling. I think it's my favorite moment ever doing comics. Like I, I think it yes. is like, I was like, th- cause I, I had every turtle figure when I was a kid. Like I had, mm-hmm. like I had the, the, the giant um, carrying case, you know, that case that you opened up and had the plastic spots inside. Like yep. and that thing was full. And so like turtles was my jam. Like I like Power Rangers. Don't get me wrong. This is not like a, it's not a, a pick right. my kids. It's just like, <laughs> I love turtles because I was, that, they were a little bit earlier than Power Rangers. And so the idea that I get to, to meld like Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles together and then they're action figures. And hopefully there's going to be kids out there that actually get to play with those figures and, to be able to add that is like, that's it. Like, I think that's all you dream about. Like that, that exactly. was that moment was just like, I didn't have to lie. Like they look so good. You know what I, mean? <laughs> right. I didn't have to fake any, any excitement. I was just like over the moon. And like, to remember, I, I actually posted it on, on Twitter the other day. Like I drew the, the drawing I did of green ranger shredder that yes. I like, I, I did it on, it was in February of 2019. I drew, I drew that on like the edge of a piece of paper. And I was like, this is what I think it could look like. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. And now to actually see it as like a full figure and to look so, because Simone did such a better job than I did. But like, just to see it 
fully realized just like it's a little it's a little surreal honestly it's a little crazy. <laughs> well i mean you're forging ahead and you know creating even more lore for power rangers because i mean this this issue for mighty morphin 10 i mean we're releasing this the day the comic comes out uh spoilers okay. for for everyone out there but this is it this is the origin of zed <laughs> Where to hear someone say that out loud? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's crazy. But in, in issue nine, you know, Zed starts to tell Zayla essentially this story. This issue is that story. And just to find out that he was Zofram and almost like the whole time, this isn't just Zordon's story. So how difficult was it hiding this, especially when you got things like the solicitations that, that kind of tease some things and, and all of that? Um, yeah. So when we first sat down and started talking about Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers, um, one of the things that I, I sort of sucked at, I was like, look, I think I want to, like, we'd talked about telling Zed's origin for a while in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, we, did we want to do it as a miniseries? Did we want to, did we want to, because we like, it felt like, with the and I think this is okay to say, but with the changing of the regime from 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 Saban to Hasbro, it felt like there was a little more open opportunity to sort of dig into El Eltar and also possibly talk about Zed's backstory because that was something that was kind of always off limits when we were with Saban. Mm -hmm. um, so we're like, well, you can do that now. And so there'd been a lot of conversations about it, sort of in the back, and and you know about what we could do and how how we could do it. And so I said, look, if we're gonna do it, I don't want to just tell. Zed story to tell Zed story. I bring to backstory. It has to be, it has to apply to the story in the present. Like, you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, it just like, I want it to affect the Rangers. I don't want it to just be a, and this is what happened. Cause that's like a prequel and it doesn't quite, that's not as cool to me. So we started talking about it and basically I was like, all right, well, what if we told it in flashback, but we hit it behind what you think is Zordon's backstory, mm -hmm. which we also would like to see as well. Like, like if we're going to do one, let's do both at the same time. Yeah. And and so when we started talking about that, I was like, I basically sort of pitched, I was like, I saw it as Othello. I saw it as sort of this story of this idea of, because one thing I always thought was really neat is I, and you know, some people like, I'm going to try and get ahead of this, but some people are going to sort yeah. of compare it to the Darth Vader of it all. Cause obviously whenever you do two people who know each other and they come <laughs> fight, you're not going to get away from that. Right. You know, he's got a new name it gets disfigured and like, you know, come on. Like I, I'm like, I'm leaning into it a little here, but what I liked about it was I, I liked the idea of, of making Zofram older. I like the idea mm -hmm. that he was, he was sort of, uh, Zordon sort of mentor. And as opposed to it always being, you lose the person, like in all the Jedi stories, they always lose the Padawan. They never lose the, the master. I mean, I look I, in all the lore, I know there's probably stuff that sure. has done that, but like, for me, I like that idea of watching Zordon's rise and Zed's fall at the same mm -hmm. time and not knowing that's what you were reading. Like if you go back and read it, there's a lot of hints I gave in there, especially issue two. Literally, the Eltars, the Eltarians tell him, please don't become a monster and trying to be to defend this world. <laughs> right, right. I thought, uh, yeah. So, like, it was about that. It was like, I, and so I knew that we, I love the idea of sort of like layering it in there, hiding it behind Zordon's rise. And then I knew when we were going to reveal it in 10, we talked about having Dan Mora come back in and do the book. And mm -hmm. so I had to write the issue two years ago. I had to write it before I wrote any of Mighty Morphin. I had to sort of commit. To like, yeah. this is the story we're going to do because Dan does a lot of stuff. So Dan would write, draw one or two pages on a weekend. So once we committed it, that was it. But uh, sorry, I'm sort of all over the place. But the, the big one was, like you said, I was like, how do we hide the fact that he's going to be Zed? Because mm -hmm. as we put four months, you know, with solicitations covers for four months, I knew when we showed a cover it was going to be an issue. So I was like, okay, we should probably try and create 
a little bit of a red herring so that people will see that and go, yeah. okay, that's Zed. And then they won't think that's, cause I think, it, I, you know what I mean? Like it was very, you know, I've had stuff spoil in the past, you know, not sure. always for on per, people's, you know, just for re- different reasons. And also as a comic writer, you start learning, oh, right. People see stuff on covers four months ahead of time. So, yeah. you know, you got to be careful of that. So I'm learning about that, but yeah, it was a very difficult thing. I, I hope I answered your question. I was kind of all over the place there. Oh, that was great. It's this whole new context because those earlier issues I mean, you dive into it. It's, it's all kind of laid out and you can kind of see looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So you're like, oh wow. Now I can see all of that. But I think also the, the real evolution is Zardis as being yeah. the real mastermind. And you see that come full circle in this issue because the previous issue in his flashback, he put the spell of, of protection and fire on the Zeo crystal. And now it's like he had this opportunity to kind of egg Zofram along. He was already having a bad day and Zardis <laughs> is like pushing him to, to his uh, agenda. And now it's all this like convincing that there's a plot against him. And now we all know that, you know, Zardis is kind of controlling everyone. So how much did you have to go back and, and like tie Zardis in? Cause you said you had to write this issue so far in advance. Did, did anything change or any, <laughs> a, any oh, yeah. like wording had to change to maybe match uh, what Dan Mora did or drew months before? Yeah. Um, there was like two things that one's actually still in the book and it's kind of a mistake, but it's my fat. It's my bad. I always knew Zardis was going to be the mastermind. I always liked mm-hmm. the idea of, the way I sort of saw the three of them was like, I saw Zofram as sort of Othello. And then mm-hmm. I saw, uh, Zordon as Cassio and, um, and then, uh, Zardis was Iago. And the idea is that Zardis was sort of Zofram's right-hand man, the guy that, mm-hmm. you know, fought alongside him and, and, and worshipped him and stuff like that. But, but Zordon was the better warrior. Zordon was the stronger thing. And I think Zofram saw that. Zofram saw that that guy is, is the better of the two. And right. he didn't think of it in personal. He looked at it in strategy. He looked at it in just sort of like the, the clean way of like, oh, that's the best guy. I'm going to make the best guy. And so that's why he promoted him. That's why he made him that thing. And when that happened, Zardis basically turned and was like, and I always, I always love storylines where it's like, if your best, your best friend, if you turn on your best friend, they know all the things to hit you with. And they had to, they know to hurt you more than your worst enemy. Right. Yeah. And so I love that idea that Zardis, the moment that happens, and even if you see it, it's, I think it's issue five or the one where he's walking along with Zordon. Like I try to like hint at the fact that Zardus is like a little upset about it, but he hides it well. Like I like that mm-hmm. he admits that he's upset and then right. you would just have realized no, Oh no, man, he is so much more mad than you think he is. Um, and I thought that would hide it a little bit where it's like, if he just pretended everything was fine, you'd know he was the bad guy from the beginning. So the idea was that like, I wanted him to be sort of biding his time and watching and waiting and looking for an opportunity to remove the people in his path. And when they find the Zeo crystal, he sees an opportunity to do that. Yeah. And that was the thing that was kind of weird was like we were looking at the lore and the mythology and I realized at one point in one version, Zardis was the one who put, who put the spell on the crystal. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it's in the in the series and when Zordon tells, I think it's, or maybe it's um, Ninjor, one of them tells them that the crystal had had a spell placed upon it that anybody who was not pure of heart would, would be destroyed. Right. And so I was like, oh no, that's mythology. So we can't change that. 
So yeah. that's when I, I had it. Okay, wait a minute. Zardis comes to the head of the Bandorians. That's just what I call them. I don't know if that's yeah. actually. I don't want to get into that whole thing. <laughs> I think, so. But uh, that's just what I call them. that. They would put the spell on it for them. So I felt like, oh, that doesn't break canon too much. It's just that he's like in the show when you see the two of them wave the spell over it. He's standing three feet behind them, kind of. Sure. Thing. So like sure. that was my way of sort of blending the try to stay true to the canon, but also stay true to and making Zardis sort of the guy behind the scenes. And so yeah, when he places the spell on there. And then that's the other thing I really liked about the whole fall was the idea is that when Z- when Zofram decides to go against the elders and basically take the Zeo crystal for I liked the idea that Zed touched the crystal because he was tired of being his hands being tied by bureaucracy. Right. That he is somebody who is is a is a general who is trying to fight a war and literally finds himself he would have won a thousand times over had he been willing, been able to become the monster that they wouldn't, and he's just restricted by that. Yeah. That felt true to Zed to me. That felt like that's the kind of person Zed is. Zed does not, and that's why Zed is like his own person. That's why as when he, you know, when he finds out what happened with the crystal, like he's been betrayed by so many people, like that's why he is the way he is. So I was trying to take into consideration the Zed that I know and why Zed is so isolated, why Zed looks mm-hmm. the way that he does. And try and apply all of that in a way that made sense, but also gave us a really interesting triangle of characters to play with in the present day. And just having Council of Elders be this continual roadblock and him seeing Zordon get decimated by this assassin character, which is a cool character in itself. I'm yeah. I'm kind of like... Uh, like, who is this guy, you know? But uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully we find out more. But I like that that's the breaking point for Zofram. He's trying to do it to protect Zordon because Zordon's like, yeah, you got to use the Zeo crystal. So in a way, it, it's it's kind of ironic that, you know, Zofram really did this for Zordon, but he ends up becoming Zordon's greatest enemy. Yeah, that's that exactly. That's what I was going to yeah. go for. I don't know if people like that, but I just like the I like I like sort of the treachery behind that. I like that. Like some people even said it, and like this is probably to get me into way too much trouble. But <laughs> uh, Boom will just come on and tell me that said. But like, there's definitely like a strong affection between Zofram and Zordon. Like I mm-hmm. I leaned into that pretty hard. Like I maybe that's going too far, but like I just felt like there's it's like I think Zofram sees a lot of Zordon in in himself. Like this guy's right. like you've got all the tools. You just don't have the drive. And what's crazy to me is, is that I like the idea that the thing that, so Zordon, and I've said this, uh, it's something that I wrote a long time ago. I wrote it in GoGo and it's, it's something is yep. that Zordon never wanted to be what he is today. He always was like, he, and like I, the way I've always said Zordon and Zordon was a farmer. Zordon is a man of the land. He likes family. He likes kids. That's what he wanted. And, but in the world of Eltar, service is required and his parents believed in protection believe it and so basically because he was who he was they were like go and protect go go join the military for a little while just go do yeah. that do serve your country and then come back and that's why if you listen to him he says it all the time he's like i'm just doing this for now and then when i get done i'm out and the idea that i love is like he's got all this it's like he's the football player he's like no man i don't want to do this but he has the best arm on the team right but what i think is so crazy is because of what happens to zofram like you're gonna see he has, there's the responsibility that comes from that. Like, weirdly enough, Zed made Zordon who he is. Like, Zed made Zordon the sage and why, and committed him to that life, which I thought was a a cool thing, too. was just like, without him, who knows which way these guys' lives go. And so, like, I really enjoyed that. So, like, yeah, I, I hope, look, I think the thing I'm a little worried about, like, is is I'm not trying to retcon Zed and Zordon. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to add layers to their relationship and 
layers yeah. to their backstory. And it felt like with a character named Lord Zed with a Z and he has no skin, it felt like there was an opportunity to make him Altari. And I know that's going to be, that's going to divide people. I get that. I totally get that. It's really going to mess with people who really like Countdown to Destruction and see <laughs> Zed become like a, yeah. a white guy in a turtleneck. Well, we already broke that rule. We already screwed that up when you saw Zordon. Like, if you've seen Zordon look with like with like the giant sea, like the, when he, when he in his human form too, right, like, that looks right. nothing like the character we did. But we kind of got away with it because we felt like, well, they can, you know, we've yeah. seen Candace can be like human, and so like we're kind of playing with that a little bit. But yeah, sure. I know it's going to screw with people a little bit. I don't know. And that's why I like because there's there's so much history. I mean, ten thousand years, it's a huge realm to play with, and you already touched upon Zordon's past future uh, a little bit because we see him in, in Gogo when he's there for the birth of Rita and he's already right. in a more elevated position than where we're seeing him now in right. the comics. Yeah, and, yeah. and even then there's that sense from Zordon that he's tired. He's tired of fighting this war almost in the same position that, that Zofram is and yeah. so it, it feels just all full circle. So Good. very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I was trying to, I, like, there's like a wheel. There's like a wheel of this, like a real, it's that wheel of responsibility. You know, like it's like when you start off, you have your, for every politician, you start off optimistic, you're going to change the world and you go into the system and, and you see how hard it is and you do the best you can. And then there's that point where you, where you kind of step out, but you want to, you want, you don't want to discourage the people below you. You want to make sure, cause they have to carry the torch too. Right. And yeah. so like that, I liked that idea. I liked that there was a little bit of that, that sort of frustration in bureaucracy. You're going to see something in, I think it's in 11. There's a moment in 11 that you're just going to be like, Oh my God. Like the politics, the politics <laughs> of the elders is so fun. <laughs> Uh, like, look, that's, I mean, look, I don't try to put politics in Power Rangers. I, I, I think, like, you know, it's a kid stuff. It's a, but, sure. like, it's very clear, like, with everything that's been going on in politics, like, the, I'm getting stuff from real life. And I'm like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't, it's, it's our, it's, I'm just putting my life in the book. So, yeah. I think the, the wait for this issue is definitely worth it, especially uh, Dan Mora's art. It oh. is freaking incredible and it's it's great to have him back for such a uh, monumental issue my, my favorite panel is just when zed explodes i mean that yeah. is that is some gruesome stuff right there that's awesome well, we we i got to that and i was like i, I remember he sent us the, the the drawing and daphna my my editor was like oh my god and i was like we're going to have to color that something different because i don't think you're going to get away with that like because it's so i'm looking at it right now and it's just yeah. like if you've been waiting for the moment when he loses, when he gets blasted, like, holy, like yeah. you want Dan Moore to draw it. Like this was like, holy moly. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, yep, that's what we've been waiting for. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and also I loved all the stuff that he did. It was really fun because like the first two or three pages, he, you see a little bit of uh, Beltar. And yeah. I really loved the way that Dan drew it with like, you have trees growing out of like these giant pillars. It's got like, I told him, I was like, I don't want it to feel like Krypton, but like, I, I yeah. think he gave it such a unique feel. He, what I think he did is it's cool is he took the, uh, Ilionora did that original drawing of, of uh, Zordon in sort in the Rita episode, right? In the Rita yeah, issue. Yeah, where he's like the sage with that. Like, yeah, that cloak. crazy cool cape. Yeah. And what's awesome is I think we've used that cape 
as sort of we everything that Eltar looks like has come from that design. Right. And, it, and the idea was to try and link all of those together so to make it all from the fashion to the buildings to to even the Guardians outfits. Like we've been trying to keep them all consistent. And I think we've actually done a pretty good job. And and I love that it's a combination. If you look at those first few pages, like I love that there is so much nature in it. It's not cold. It right. feels organic. It feels it feels like a culture. Like on that on page two, like look at the like the people walking in the street. Like someone's like riding a purple horse, and then you have like an yeah. artist with this. Like I love like I love the like Dan imbues so much detail and world building in just a single panel. It's like that's better than I could ever do. I did none of this. None of this is written in the script. I just was like, and draw Eltar. And then he did a thousand <laughs> times better than me. And then I'm going to take full credit for it. It's amazing because it, it gets the point across that Eltarians have that link to nature and preserving life. And exactly. they've, they've integrated it so much with their technology, just props to, to Dan, but also the whole team for creating that, that synergy with, with Eltar. It, it looks amazing. Yeah. I also just love this issue because I, I knew that it was going to be a really cool, like, look, I, I, I keep doing Star Wars references, like <laughs> the duel of the fates between Darth Maul and, and yeah. um, I love, it's like one of my favorite when I, I just, I, it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's just fun. Right. It was like, it was a thing we'd always been dreaming about. And like, I love that we get to, I get to create this assassin character. Cause that was the other thing is I was like, he doesn't have a name only, be, he has a name in my head, but I'm not telling anybody what it is yet. Nice. Um, because I didn't want the name to get out because if the name got out, I knew people would realize it's not Zed. And so right. I was like, he's just assassin in the comic, but I wanted to try and make him as creative as I, I was hoping when you read it that for anybody who, cause there's been people who have been suspecting that Zofram is Zed from the beginning. Like that, sure. that's, and look, I laid in enough clues you should like i that right. was the goal i i'm if i if you didn't guess that it was zed at some point in the storyline then i wasn't doing my job properly mm -hmm. but i was hoping that when you got to this issue and you got to this moment when you got to page was it like four here when you oh when he four or five that when he goes to touch that crystal that maybe for one second one, you're like yeah that's it like uh, yeah that's what i wanted it's fantastic because there there's always that that hint of the mind and it really didn't strike me that zafram might be zed until I saw the Goni Montez like variant that it was right. like a couple of weeks ago and then it, <laughs> it it all kind of like clicked in and i was like oh Oh, whoa, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this assassin character. I don't know if we're going to see more of them, but it's just such a cool design and, and concept for, for this character. Well, apparently everybody who was born, who was alive 10,000 years ago is still alive somewhere in the, in the universe. So who's to stay? I don't know how every, everybody just managed to keep living. Yeah. Right. Ed's alive. Rita's alive. Zordon's alive. Zardis somehow is alive. Everybody just got, they've got great pills or great healthcare on LR. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, but we'll get there. Like, I think that was, that's the fun of magic and stuff. Like you can play with that, but yeah, no, I oh, yeah. look the assassin character. It's one of those things too. It's like the, the design is so cool. Um, mm -hmm. and I loved the poison element of it all. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, look, you'll probably see that character again at some sure. point. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I think I, like, I'll get my character. I have his name. So like, it'll be fun, but yeah, I liked him too. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess, um, lastly, you know, we see that big last page where Zardis is taking off and he's got Zed in kind of the back of the ship. So it says to be continued. So we're, we're going to continue to see these flashbacks 
throughout this run, correct? Like we're going to uh, see that story evolve. Yeah. Now that you know everything, like I can play with Zed a little. Mm-hmm. Like there's the flashbacks will be more Zed focused um, going forward. So you'll get to learn some stuff about how he went from being a skinless person right. <laughs> in the back of a spaceship to becoming one of the most powerful warlords in the universe. So like it, it'll be, sh- it won't be as extensive as Zoran, but there are some, there are one or two little things that I've always wanted to show about Zed that, that I've, I just literally wrote one yesterday. So like oh, those, cool. you'll, you'll get some cool, some small flashbacks, not, not in every issue, but, but in some you will see, I'm going to, you're going to see just the beginnings of stuff. And I'm going to, and here's the other thing, I'm going to leave stuff open too. Like I'm not, yeah. you're not going to get the compre. It's not like you're at these three <laughs> flashbacks are the entire backstory of that you're not going to get that but you'll get little vignettes as to how he got to who he was so that if anybody ever wants to go in and do the backstory about how zed became zed they can there's still room for that or if i ever got an opportunity to go in there and really tell like a you know, like what you be? I mean, just to say it, like, can I say this? Yeah, I can say this. Like, it'd be awesome to do a evil Obi Wan Kenobi story. Like, mm-hmm. where, you know, like how everybody we all love their new the new show they're doing on Disney Plus. Oh, that yeah. concept of like do that with Zed, like a wounded, broken Zed wandering the wandering the universe, just picking up, building weapon, like just le- becoming the the evil character that he is. Like, who did he screw over? How did he get those powers? How did he become what he is? Where did the name come from? Like, I'd love to do that. I'd love to spend some time doing that. So nice. Yeah. Um, one, one other thing I, I wanted to note, because uh, I know we had some limited time. Uh, just that last page, I love, and I caught this, the smoke coming from Zed forms a little Z right there. Oh, over his head. It yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. looks like his uh, his yep. crown when he becomes Zed. Yeah, that, that's, that's all Dan. Um, yeah, I actually told him the design I was going for. It's such a weird design. Is uh, Michelangelo's Mary? If you ever seen the statue, that was kind of oh, the thing. Yeah. I was. It, it's the one where she's cradling Jesus's body. Like, yeah. I was like, I want him to look kind of like that. And then he went and made it. It's so much better than what I was imagining because I was like. A part of it was like, do we want to show like the face and stuff? Like, do I want to break that rule? Because like we and I was like, yeah, we did it. Like, let's do it. It's a comic. Like, let's go. Like, let's go. Yeah, it's like a, we yeah. waited long enough. I was exactly. I was fourteen when like this is the crazy thing to me is like I was fourteen and I remember like if you I remember watching Power Rangers and if you'd have told fourteen year old Ryan, hey, guess what, man, you're gonna be tell you're gonna be telling that bad guy's origin story in twenty years. Like that's crazy. I don't. I don't, what, I don't deserve to get to do this stuff. <laughs> it's insane. No, it, it, it's awesome. And and this is such a great issue. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show today. I can't wait to talk to you more in the future uh, about this uh, series and, and what you're doing, because I think it's really great. So thanks for coming on today. My pleasure. Anytime. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and Facebook and Instagram at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. Once again, thanks to Ryan Parrott for taking the time to talk with us on this episode of Ranger Command. And thank you, Zach, for uh, hanging out and talking turtles with me. Yeah, as always, man. All right. Till next time, everyone. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. 
Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at RangerCommandPowerHour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.